the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time as this. I love one of Vince Lombardi's quotes. He said, It's any man's finest hour when he lies exhausted on the field of battle victorious. And many times they don't know where it's going. And same with us, it's, but it's that pressing forward. It's that getting back up. It's that, it's that Lord, I, I, I know darkness seems to be reigning right now, but it will not finish me off. It will not come to completion. It will not win. And that's why we tell people even that, that struggle often with mental challenges, you know, to help them stay focused on Christ and taking those thoughts captive. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear part one of this uplifting message from Pastor Shane titled, Failure is Not Final. Let's take a look at both scriptures, Romans 8.1, which says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation at all for those who are in Christ Jesus. And Romans 8.28, which says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Listen now as Pastor Shane expands on the truth of these verses and points out how we may trust in God's living word always, that we may put our faith in the Bible's breathed out word and be set free by the power of his Holy Spirit if we would repent and believe in Jesus today. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Idleman. Something begins today. Do you know what it's called? Advent. And anytime, it's kind of, maybe I should share this. Anytime I talk about Advent or I mention, what's it, what it, what's it Easter? Lent. I always get the pushback. That's a Catholic thing. Let's rewind a little bit. That actually started, both of those started earlier than the, the Roman Catholic Church. And here's where you have to make the, the distinction around, you know, fourth century or so, Augustine and, and Constantine. And all of us were part of the Catholic Church. Before you shoot me, hold on. This is, this is Catholic just means universal. So every Christian was part of the Catholic Church. It's interesting to read Polycarp and Ignatius and Irenaeus and uh, the different uh, Justin Martyr. And some of them had some interesting beliefs, but, you know, and to just to, they would talk about a lot of the things that we talk about. And, and what this time of year was, I think around, I mean, don't quote me on any of this, nobody's solid on it, but, you know, fifth century, sixth century, what they would do is, and I know why they did it, is they would set aside, I think the three weeks prior, uh, Advent, they would call it to get your heart ready for the coming of the Messiah. 
and to get your heart ready because you know what happens normally during the holidays. We don't get our heart ready. We get King's stomach nice and full. And we really come in on Christmas Eve services and we're dragging and gain five pounds in December, you know, and, and so it was a time to really get our hearts right before the Lord. And then just a quick history lesson for some of you around a thousand AD or so, 1100, um, the Roman, the, the, they begin to merge. Rome began to actually merge with the Catholic Church, uh, and they would buy the papacy. That's where the popes came from. And, and, uh, then of course the Eastern Western break off the great schism. So if you learn church history, you'll see that the Roman Catholic Church came out of that and begin to follow these different things that are not biblical. And so that's why we don't tie our roots to something that happened in 1517 Protestant Reformation. We tie our roots back to the early church and we just keep, keep going. It's, it's they that split off into this perpetual virginity of Mary, immaculate conception, purgatory, going to a priest and, and the papacy has a higher authority or if not equal with scripture, really Mary is co-redeemer. And I was an altar boy. And so I know what they teach. Trust me. And uh, love, love Roman Catholics, have friends that are Roman Catholics, but it's, it's important to know there's a distinction in how this, this works because you'll always get the pushback. Well, we're the oldest religion. We're the true church. You know, we go back to, to, to the, to the apostles. We just kept exactly what they taught. You're went off in a little silly direction there, folks. You know, you got to come back. And I would, you know, I, I hate just, I want to be careful, but um, a lot of the popes weren't even Christians. Uh, they would buy the papacy and with money, and then they would merge the church and the state. And that that's just historical history, historical biblical accuracy on what how the church is split up. And there's a lot of different you know resources you can look into that. So what I was trying to say is, is Lent and um, what we're celebrating today is uh, thoroughly early church history. It's not something tied with Roman Catholic, the Roman Catholic Church. So how would you... Get your heart ready. Well, normally, um, here we go again. I'm going to talk about this word. Starts with an F, and it's four letters. I know what some of you are thinking. Fast. They would get their hearts ready by starving King's stomach and focusing on King Jesus. So when that day came, oh, by the way, if you want to join, we're gonna we have a fasting group right now. About 240 people are already hooked up to this. We're going to start January 1st. Uh, for those who can do that, you, if you just fasted in October, I know Dave, we were talking, he did a long fast. And I said, don't even think about fasting for six months. You know, you got to let your body re- restore the nutrients and things. But for those of us who haven't, January 1st is we're calling a corporate-wide church fast. And so we'll be texting out information. So just respond with the word fasting and you'll get motivation, things like that. You can push stop at any time. And then there's something on Facebook called um, roaring, roaring, like a lion, roaring twenties, just like you spelled out roaring twenties fast. A friend of mine put that together. There's over 6,000 people following that page and I will be, they want me to post a lot of things on there as well. And I'm putting my fasting book on audible this month. Uh, so we're going to release um, uh, podcasts on that. And it, again, it goes with part of my calling. You know, God has put on my heart revival, fasting, prayer. Not everyone shares that. That's okay. But that's I have to be faithful to what um, I'm called to do. And it's rallying the troops, not just you, throughout America, 
praying and fasting. And, and there's a lot of people uh, who are joining in on that January 1st, so we'll prepare you beforehand if you want to sign up to that. I'll give you a little tip. Uh, begin weaning off the stuff you know you need to wean off of. Makes fasting a lot easier. The reason fasting that first day, that second day you quit is because really it's like a drug addict going back to their favorite addiction. So if you wean off of sugar, processed foods, all the chemicals that are in that, and you know, of course, alcohol, caffeine, it's, fasting is, is, is not too difficult because uh, the body is, switches from carbohydrates, glucose stored to ketone bodies as fuel. That, it's a switch that happens. So it's not that difficult. It's like when, when we're withdrawing from all the other stuff that makes it difficult. So you guys want to go cold turkey? That's good for you, but be prepared unless God calls you to that, of course. So now the message. Revelation 11. Failure is not final. Praise God. Praise God. I mean, that, that, that to me is enough right there where I can say, okay, worship team, come back up. Let's just worship. I mean, re- really, that preaches. That preaches. With God, failure is not final. And you can encourage people to strengthen themselves in the Lord, to get back up and fight again, and to keep moving forward. Oh, I've done too much damage. God can't use me now. Well, I hope that's not the case or I wouldn't be up here. It's never final when God is on the throne. Last week, we talked about uh, the first opening chapter, uh, verses of 11. So make sure you you um, look at that. I talked about calling down fire. And there was 12 witnesses, whether they're actual witnesses can be debated, whether it's actual fire or the words coming out of their mouth. God said your words will be fire and it will devour the people and consume them. Not physically in Jeremiah, but it was, you know, that fiery preaching. It just consumes our sin and it convicts us. And so that was last week. And of course, um, I want to put this a little bit later in to make sure it gets out into the radio and people listening in post-production is if you could move over to Rumble, move over to Rumble. Hello? YouTube is sneaky little stinkers. We're averaging one a week now. They keep pulling down videos. You went against our standard. How? And then stuff from Facebook. If I want to say, if I said what I really want to say, we, it's like, and you think that's offensive? The problem is it's the, you know, I'm not going to get into, you guys know, the woke ideology. You can't convict us. You can't challenge us. You can't say anything about, about anything that we don't agree with or we'll silence you. That's totalitarianism. You can see where the, the this is completely dangerous. And I just thank God that he exposed it with Twitter and what what's Elon Musk going through now? He was everybody's best friend two years ago. Oh, not anymore. Oh, you see that line in the sand is being drawn. All these big corporations are pulling. He's losing billions and he's still holding the line. You can say whatever you want about him. I don't know. I'm just saying, thank God for that. Thank God to show it, it, people should be in jail for what happened. Altering election information on Facebook, silencing this. Don't let all these people cancel their tweets. It's a, you, if you saw what was on the back end of it, there should be a lot of people going to prison. And that is why a certain political party fears, absolutely fears 2024. Because a lot of things will be exposed if it goes against their, uh, what they want. If it goes with what they want, then buckle up, hold on. Either way, buckle up, hold on. Uh, you've seen a lot of what's going on, you know, with with uh, Hezbollah and uh, uh, the other group there, yeah, Hamas. Um, 
Hamas just actually means violence, according to a Hebrew word in Genesis. And uh, we got the Saturday people, now we're coming for the Sunday people. Is what the, that's, that's, what, that's their MO. Now, do we live in fear? No. But we are wise as serpents. We let people know. I would like to let people know, hey, you might want to just be more cautious and careful and just, just take it to prayer. That, that's what a watchman does. It's hard for me not to say anything. And there's a lot more I could go into the things that are going on, but I try to check myself often, like, is that really needed? <laughs> you know. Uh, so let's get into the Word of God of Revelation 11, or Re- Revelation 11, beginning in verse 7. So now these witnesses were giving their testimony, fire coming out of their, their mouths, whether it's literal fire, whether they're calling down fire. It wasn't like a dragon, if it is literal fire. They were just able to call down judgment on the people. And they are just, nobody can stop them. Isn't that cool? Nobody can stop them. Nothing can stop them. But when they finish their testimony, <sighs> defeat. The beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. Now, something to be true to Scripture, the word Antichrist is not in Revelation. Did you know that? It's actually never nowhere in the Bible a person called the Antichrist. John talks about an antichrist spirit. And then what we pull in, though, the beast, the, the false prophet, you pull in different things and you, you, you give that person the title. So I don't have a problem with that. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. Heck, the word Bible is not in the Bible. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's used to describe a person at the end of the age. And many attribute this to him rising up, making war against them. And it's, a, it's intriguing to read all the different commentaries. I mean, it's like these guys have, a, they have an imagination uh, on, on all different spectrums of who this is and what is, what is you know, Babylon in Revelation that we'll get to. And is it, well, is it this? Is it this? Because God says, come out of her, my people. Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and receive of her, receive of her plagues. Wait a minute, I thought his people were out of here. Well, no, that has to do with, it's like just, it's just, it's just very, very interesting. But this has got to be a hard season because they had finished their testimony and this beast overcame them and killed them. And so it's a good reminder for us that there are seasons when it appears that evil wins. And here's the encouragement this morning. During that season, don't let go. Don't give up. And that's what we tell people who want to take their life sometimes. Oh, don't worry. It gets easier. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Get through this difficult season now. It seems like all hell is breaking loose. Hold on to the anchor. Hold on to the hem of his garment because that season will come to the end. Oh, all the weeping endure for the night. Joy cometh in the morning. Even Jesus said this. He was taken in the garden. And they're going to kill him. Very fascinating words, depending on what translation you're reading. I believe it's the NIV. This is your hour. This is your hour when darkness reigns. Jesus said that. This, hey, enjoy it, guys. This is your hour. Darkness is reigning right now, but just give it, just give it a few days. Just give it a few days. I think it even didn't take a few days. I mean, whatever you think of the Scripture, He went down and preached to those souls captive and like captive captivity. And did Jesus go to hell? You know, let's, let's wait till we get to that part. But He did something. 
He did something. I think he said, hey, guess who's on the throne now? The, your kingdom held death and grave has been defeated. And he, and he could have led those who are in a holding, you know, Abram's bosom waiting. He could have led the, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of speculation, but we do know that it p- appeared even the disciples wept. His mom was, was, can you imagine his mom seeing the innocent son up there? Horrific. This is your hour when darkness reigns, but when that hour is over, you'll feel the pain of God's judgment. So there are seasons when it appears that evil is winning. So hold on. You got that diagnosis from the doctor? A marriage issue? Your, your, your son, your daughter who you raised in church and is now living like there's no God? You've got to hold on to those promises. And again, this, this beast is either a one world leader or it's a wicked system. But I do want to encourage some people with this next point. Sometimes we, we fail. And a lot of people are going to be listening to this, especially when we go on YouTube, just because of the title. J- just because failure is not final. I mean, how many people watching, go on social media, are living in a very depressing state? They've just blown. Actually, many people go on to online to get encouragement. And so they need to know as believers that sometimes we fail because of circumstances, like this happened here, or sometimes a person fails, appears to fail because of sovereignty. Again, what God allowed. But sometimes we fail because of sin. Remember, we are always engaged in battle. If you remember this, not you, church, locally, because we do really good at this, but others, if they would remember that a Christian is in battle every day of their life, and when they fall, why do we beat them up? They're battling. I'm battling. So are you every single day of my life until I die. And we see a lot. Somebody's doing good and they happen to fall back into something. Instead, we should be doing, come on, let's get back up. That's why failure is not final. And you'd be surprised, you hear my preaching, but I treat individuals a lot different than I preach. We're always engaged in the battle, and sometimes we slip or run out of ammunition. Do you ever feel like that? Just stop fighting, giving up, or we are injured, hurt. Hurt, oh, personal offense is so destructive in the church and for Christians. So destructive. The book we've recommended many times, The Bait of Satan. And you see how God uses, God uses, well, He can use it for our good, of course, but the enemy uses offense, meaning you hurt me. And I can relate. <laughs> Trust me. I know it's hard to take those thoughts captive and to forgive and move forward. A lot of people have hurt us and we've hurt people. That's what, but working through that, because what happens is you actually become stronger. When you have, you become stronger when you work through it and you stick with it. But when you hold on to that root of bitterness and you go to different churches and you take that with you. Pastor friend of mine, pastor is a large church in town and I just spoke with him this week 
and we, we you know, mentioned, you know, obviously some of our people go there and some of his go here. And it's funny. But he'll say, he, he said the same thing. He said, if they come with that, that spirit, it's going gonna, it's gonna to flow right into their church as well. They have not dealt with that unforgiveness, that offense. Pastor Shane said something I don't like. Well, you'll be saying the same thing in six months here. Because there's that offense that's not dealt with. And that's a root of bitterness that will come out. Deal with it this morning. Don't allow discouragement. Don't allow discouragement to be a detour to your destiny. It will. It will. Discouragement will detour you from your destiny. I'm going to date myself. You guys recognize that name at the end? My opinion, the best running back ever to play the game. Because what he did was on a bad team, even. And if you watch the newest documentary, I kind of wouldn't recommend it because Slim Shady cusses. You know who that is, Eminem? But other than that, I think Barry, you know, he seemed like he's a Christian or something. But eventually, he, the lines were not going anywhere. He faxes his resignation at the height of it. He's about ready to break all the rushing records and quits and never comes back again. Discouragement. And he didn't open up, but I bet if you could... Would you have traded to the Cowboys? And let's remember, who was then? Emmett Smith? Think they did okay back then? Yeah. Discouragement. How, many do, how much of, and it, can it knock us off track? How much more important is spiritual life than sports? And if you're new, you've not heard this, but if you're coming in a while, you have. I love one of Vince Lombardi's quotes. He said about football, he said, it's any man's finest hour when he lies exhausted on the field of battle, victorious. And many times they don't know where it's going. And same with us, it's, but it's that pressing forward. It's that getting back up. It's that, it's that Lord, I, I'm, I know darkness seems to be reigning right now but it will not finish me off. It will not come to completion. It will not win. And that's why we tell people even that, that struggle often with mental challenges, you know, to help them stay focused on Christ and taking those thoughts captive. And verse 8, and their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt where our Lord was crucified. Now it is interesting that I don't know why they just didn't say, and their dead bodies will lie in the streets of Jerusalem. But he is showing here, I believe, Sodom's moral depravity and Egypt's idolatry. Those things took down the greatest city on earth. And so don't think for a moment that it can't taint you and me as well. So last bullet point up there, but I don't want to, I want to go back to the first one here. There was humiliation and open shame. There was humiliation and open. Can you imagine these great prophets of God? Now their dead bodies are in the street. The humiliation of open shame. Have you ever been shamed? Have you ever done something and it's, it's, it's shameful. 
open shame. And again, this is why so many people need encouragement. If you look at the research behind bullying and kids taking their lives because of it, it's because of the shame. Hey, we got a picture of you in your underwear. We're going to post it on social media. The shame. And that's what the enemy wants to use, shame. But remember, if you look to God, He can rebuild. He can restore. He can clothe you again. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born was to town as this. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born for such a time as this. Such a time. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.